0: Hi, I'm Chud X. And I'm Lanny. And this is The World As It Is Today.
1: Hey, welcome back to another episode of The World As It Is Today. That's right. We're getting back into doing these more frequently, which has been nice. Mm -hmm. And today, let's see, is there any updates on things before we start? I don't know. Um,
0: I, I could point out that people should be checking out Are We Content? Uh, that's me and Bob. Have been going going hard over there. We had a we had a great episode with Adam on from Deborah Gets Red Pilled the other day. That was uh, about a week ago. That was really great. We're at like 15 episodes now, and we are very far from reaching the bottom of the I want to say rabbit hole, but just the the bottom of the barrel of topics.
1: I'm yeah, finding, you guys are the bottom of the barrel.
0: We start at the bottom <laughs> of the barrel. And we're trying to crawl our way out and we're nowhere near the top. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of topics that
0: you could discuss. It's endless. Every every one of them. I realize afterwards I could have gone a lot longer.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So I like that you're being consistent with that. And that my favorite part of your podcast is that it's yours. So you're in control of the editing and you're in control of the intro and outro.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's the, that's <laughs> the best part for sure. <laughs> uh,
1: it's that's, the best part, part because that's the most unique thing that I've heard in any conspiracy podcast. <laughs> it's
0: uh, you know, just to be honest with that, I, that really is my favorite part <laughs> because I, I have such, um, what's the right word? Eccentric. Uh, Yeah. uh, Tastes and things. I feel
1: like eccentric makes you sound rich.
0: Yeah. It's
1: it's not that it's 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 also um, not
0: eclectic. It's also not not, there's a lot of words that it's not. But I'm very (laughs) let me put it this way. I'm very passionate about the entertainment that I enjoy and consume. And it's probably different than what. You enjoy and consume whoever you are.
1: <laughs> and it's um, it's definitely something. and it's not something you take lightly. I guess that's we were talking about that, like how people consume movies and stuff. And they have a hard time imagining what it is that we like or watch. Sometimes, right, right.
0: Uh, when when we talk about movies, uh, how as I put it, we're we're talking about trauma movies, and people maybe translate that into being more like Marvel movies. Yeah,
1: they're like imagining the story we're telling in a Marvel universe, and we're like telling the story. It's like no,
0: no, no. This was made for a thousand dollars. <laughs> total for the entire budget. And that includes the camera, which cost $500.
1: It looks like a home <laughs> movie and it's really bad. And that's why we like it. But the music is, is like less that your music is shitty and homemade. Oh, it is though. <laughs> sometimes, but more that it's just, um, I don't know. It's your things that you like and you really do your research and dig into it. Like you, the rabbit holes that we follow and the other topics we talk about, there's no shortage of those rabbit holes in whatever thing that you've ever gotten into. Yeah.
0: In, in particular, music. It's like I might ma- mention in passing, like uh, the one that I released this morning of Are We Content? We talk about the band Gentle Giant. And, uh, you know, I talk about how much I like them or whatever, but it's probably understated that, like, I've listened to eight of their albums each 50 times. Oh, like, yeah. like, really gotten into it. Like Uh more, more than um, like I listen to these things that a lot of people have never heard of as many times as people hear a hit on the radio over and over. Oh, sure,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think all of that again. That's just my personal preference of of your editing style and those the, the the tunes you put at the end is always. Um, pertains to whatever you were discussing in one way or another, even though that might be hard for some people to understand.
0: <laughs> well, the most recent one is really clear. Because it's a Gentle Giant It's song. about Gentle Giant. We talk about Gentle Giant and uh, Travis Scott recently released a new album where he uses Gentle giant sample, which is mind blowing to me. And uh, so I put that song that he sampled at the end of it. And it's it's a real clear connection. Yeah. Other times it might be one tiny lyric in the middle of it that, was sparked like i re- i thought of that song because of one little thing that was said throughout the podcast yeah and it's one little thing in the song so it
1: makes it a fun like easter egg to try to figure out why you picked the song you sure, did sure. so anyway there's a lots of nerdiness that that can be gotten into there are you putting um in your show notes what what songs you're using you know what
0: i forgot to today
1: Okay, you can edit it.
0: I can probably edit it.
1: Yeah, um, because um, I wondered if, in case somebody is, does really like what you're pl- putting out there, they should hopefully be able to find it.
0: I forget sometimes, but I intend on every uh, description, show description at the end. I thank Negative Land, Over the Edge, and
1: whatever something else. I, yeah.
0: And so, sometimes it looks funny to someone if they were to actually read it because it'll say. Uh, special thanks for, for musical programs coming from negative land over the edge, negative land and over the edge.
1: Yeah. Cause it's, that's <laughs> also your outro. <laughs> I love it. Okay. But if, 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 somebody wants to know more, they can always reach out to you directly. Mm-hmm. And, um, for me, the greener postures podcast is still a weekly thing, but I'm also doing interviews with people, um, on top of the weekly podcast. So my most recent release was, um, false reality check Buffalo and legs came on and talked about their. Homesteading Adventures. Um, they haven't been podcasting, so a lot of this might be news for people who haven't heard them in a while. So check that out if you like listening to those folks. And really, we just had a really good time. They um, like they laugh at my jokes,
0: that which feels so good.
1: <laughs> it encourages me, like, to be really inappropriate and like try to make them laugh. So mm-hmm. the it's a little a lot sillier than my. Uh, greener postures podcast normally is and it was like fun mm-hmm. and then prior to that we i had adam and emily from rising tide homestead we, you might know adam from Deborah gets red Pilled. they came on and talked about what they're doing on their farm and, and we had abby and then i had abby who's our friend and local here um who newly like went viral on instagram so she has uh, like ten thousand followers or something i didn't know that yeah Um, i'm like she's cute and she's doing like uh cooking videos in her kitchen so it's like oh cool without hashtagging anything controversial like i do so (laughs) i've
0: never even looked for her or her family anyone from that group of people on social
1: media oh well you know she wasn't active when we first met her and then she she found this shampoo company that she wanted to start selling for, and she started posting videos. Huh. And she's like now famous. So does her
0: husband have? I body? don't
1: think he does. Yeah. Uh, I don't He's think he does. Cool that, He's way did. too cool for that. Um, but anyway, <laughs> like that it. was a great talk because she's really young, and she's on her third baby any any time now. She's uh, she's like at the end of her third pregnancy. Yeah. Um. That she'll have uh what three under four years old. That's just gnarly and like exciting. Heavy duty. Heavy duty. But they haven't been married for that much longer than that. They've, they're, young. they're young. It's they're young. so cool to hear somebody talk about being passionate about homemaking um, when they're that age. Mm-hmm. And it was a really fun conversation. And when I asked her if she has uh, rebelled ever rebelled, their, her answer is really great. Cause it's the answer's no, but no. she, she didn't say that she told me what she did. And I was like, that's so cool. Like, it's so cool. I don't know. It's so cool. I wish there's a lot of part of me that wishes that we would have gotten on this path of what I know what's making me happy mm-hmm. sooner so that I didn't have to suffer like I did and that I, we would have had more time to have more kids and make more progress on what we're working on before we're like starting to be achy and old. Yeah. But it is what it is, and man, we're gonna make the best of it. Absolutely. So anyway, Greener Postures podcast, greener postures.com slash workshops. If you want to catch any of the replays of the workshops I've done this summer which we just did a fermented beverages workshop. Monica Perez joined me with a few of her fan base. So the conversation that ensued was um, an interesting one. I want to listen back. (laughs) Lots of good stuff. So I do put those out in video form and if, and they're available to purchase for just $40 and they come with my book and access to the uh, greener postures group chat. So greenerpostures.com slash workshops. But today I was hoping we would talk about um, asking permission.
0: Okay. Can we do that?
1: Can I ask you permission? <laughs> are no, you asking I'm my asking, permission?
0: I'm asking permission. Can mm. we, are we, can you do that?
1: I think we should ask permission <laughs> from the internet because that's what I'm referring to in the topic.
0: Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Cause we talked about this a little bit ahead of time.
1: Yeah. Let, let me bring us in. If that's okay. It, right. Yeah. So uh, I keep, uh, I have a, a YouTube channel called preserving today. You can find it at youtube.com slash at greener postures. That's the way to, to uh, search it now. On my YouTube channel, I make videos that are called how I make blank. So how I make kefir cheese, how I make kefir, how I make mayonnaise, how I make applesauce, fermented applesauce. Yeah. The point of this is me saying that this isn't the only way to do the thing. This is the way I'm doing the thing. And also, you know, if you know me well enough, you know that this is the way I'm doing the thing now. And I'm always reevaluating how I'm doing it and learning new things and trying it different ways. And maybe that will recipe will develop into something different. Maybe it will stay the same, but it's, um, it's not a static thing that's just staying there, right? How I make. So somebody, uh, people comment on my videos all the time. And the most frequent, I get lots of compliments about how concise my videos are, how it's it's quick and easy and it's a good watch. It's not a bunch of extra stuff. And now I can go do this thing. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Which is great. Then a lot of other people ask me permission. Mm
0: -hmm. Can I?
1: For random things. Can I? Not, not you know, like, can I use a nut milk bag instead of cheesecloth? And get your mind out of the gutter, Chud. <laughs> nut milk is—they're referring to like straining almonds for almond milk. Okay.
0: <laughs> they're not talking about the movie Nutbag.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It's just movie. funny to say nut milk and and, and and have and then make people think about something sexual. <laughs> so anyway, and that's what I did. So I'm the pervert. It's not you. you getting your mind out of the gutter. It's me. <laughs> but um, uh, they were like the synthetic. It's a synthetic fiber rather than uh, you know, cheesecloth, which would have been made out of probably cotton. Is that cotton? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm, in my video, I'm using a nut milk bag. I'm not using cheesecloth. And, and they were saying they wanted to get cheesecloth, but I, all they had is a nut milk bag. Is it okay if I use that? Well, well, I'm using it. And mine is cotton. I have a cotton nut milk bag. But still, those are also for straining cheese or whatever you want them to be. Mm-hmm. And so that question should be able to be answered. If you ask yourself first, mm-hmm. because you have all of the, um, the things there for you to be able to answer it. Right. Well, I need to strain some things through some really fine fabric. Okay. Check that, that covers that. This lady's using a, a milk bag instead of a cheesecloth, which it would be the shape. The bag is, is a bag. It's sewn into a bag, mm-hmm. whereas the cheesecloth is a, a fabric shape. that you would lay like into a strainer or something. Yeah. So I find the, the nut milk bag way cleaner and easier to use, easier to clean and reuse. And then mine's cotton. So I'm not worried about that. Um, this person, I think the main part they were worried about was the synthetic fibers in the nut milk bag. Okay. And so you should be able to say, well, what is the risks? that you could have like BPAs or whatever the things they tell you are in plastic that are bad for you in your food. But if you already have that and you're using it for nut milk, do you really care? Mm-hmm. And like, if you're only going to do it once and you're going to buy a better thing later, do you really care? Yeah, it'll get you by you. Can you experiment with this? I mean, you ask yourself those questions and you come to the conclusion that, yeah, go ahead and use it.
0: Like realistically, like I want it. Cause I, I thought of it cause I just said cheesecloth comes in sheets. Yeah. Try it with a sheet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Off your bed, <laughs> you know, like
1: bed sheets, pillowcases, um the tea towels, kitchen towels, old T-shirts. You yeah. could, you can make it work with whatever you have.
0: Right, right. But that might not be a good thing. I mean, maybe you're using a sheet that has weird dyes in it, and it's going to okay. suck up your cheese.
1: So the thing is, is there are so many variable variables. There's an out, a million more questions than there are answers. Absolutely, and. The, the reality is, is if you're going to not make kefir cheese because you think your synthetic bag is bad, then then that's not good. Mm-hmm. Let's do the things we're interested in and we want to do that will help us learn, even if they're not perfect the first time. Right. But why is it, what I want to get more into is why is it that we as a people, I'll say we, even though I feel like I, I focus on this really hard to try to not ha- do this but we as a society are programmed to ask permission from an expert before we start something. Okay. So the reason I thought of this is because my YouTube channel, but the other example would be people Googling something before they do it. People having to follow, follow a recipe instead of how to cook intuitively like any, anything like that. So what are your thoughts?
0: Okay. So what I think we're going to find is, uh, an observation I'll make, there's no right or wrong in what I'm about to say, but it's, it has more to do with different minds working in different ways. Right. Um, there are a lot of people who need, if they're going to work on, I'm going to take this out of the kitchen. If they're going to build a chicken coop, they need a set of plans to follow. Mm -hmm. They need, uh, they need a list of types of lumber. Maybe they even need to know what type of wood to use. Can I use pine or do I have to use hemlock? I see you're using hemlock, but could I, I have pine. Could I use pine? Um, I see you're, 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 doing this with uh, one, uh, two by sixes, but I don't need it that tall. Could I do it with two by fours? You know, things like questions like that, like, um, um, but they, but if they, but one person needs to research and research and, come up with the perfect plan before they take out a hammer and put a nail into a board. That is the opposite of how I personally work. I cannot, well, no, I, I won't say that. I absolutely can follow a set of plans. In fact, I just did that the other day and I was like, man, that was kind of sweet.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you do that when you when you buy something that's like a kit that needs to be set up, uh-huh. you follow the instructions. And I appreciate sure. that sure. about you because my dad never did. And he'd always have a bunch of hardware left over that I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be. And it, then you find out that that critical pin didn't get in there. Yeah. Or he's like part. drilling new holes and like modifying stuff. And it's like it was made to go together correctly. But, you know, anyway. Um, it's interesting that you come up with the the chicken coop analogy, though, because we talked about this on my episode with Buffalo and Legs. Oh, okay. Um, I a Buffalo was talking about building the Siskovich tractor, which we got the plans for, uh, so that we could have those as like some ideas. Uh-huh. And he was saying that he was, oh, but be careful—the angle that you bend the main metal beam is uh, a different; is not ninety degrees. He says it's ninety degrees, and it's not. Uh-huh. And I was like, "Oh, I can see that from the picture." Uh-huh. And he's like, "Yeah, but I went to school in college, so I just see instructions like this, and I follow the instructions like that." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, so we think of things as suggestions, and we we look at something and then we make a thing, and it's not always like we do it great or something." But I have noticed you've really improved in in uh, your woodworking since just like doing this free form and using these tools since we've had them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because that's that's the way I learn best for that and that's not true with everything you know the the big the big analogy that we use all the time is board game rules
1: oh okay you know Mm
0: -hmm. uh one person can sit and read the rules to a board game for for an hour and like have essentially played it by themselves Mm -hmm. in their head and someone else can Say, you could, you could, the more you explain the rules to a board game, the less it becomes (laughs) clear.
1: The more angry Uh, you get.
0: And, but that person has no problem just jumping in.
1: Yeah. You jump you, in, you read, you read you as deal, you, and you play you as you deal go out
0: the cards yeah. and they go, oh, I get five cards, you know, where yeah, someone you, else needs to, And then what
1: do you do next? Yeah. And then you, go, you, you read as you go. And you, and then like some people learn that way. And some people learn by reading it all. But like, what if you're not sure about something? It seems like then the default is to ask an expert. And I could take that back to us and our programming through the, um, the corporate school system, mm-hmm. right? Public schools, government schools, whatever you want to call it, teach us not to think for ourselves, instead to look to the teacher to tell us the right answer so that we get it right on our paperwork, on our test, when we're being graded, mm-hmm. because we can't be wrong, we can't afford to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. And what I see in real life is and people do this all the time is when they're experimenting and they're thinking as they go, they're more likely to actually learn the thing that they're doing rather than when you look for the answer, you get the answer, you execute the thing you're doing and you're done. You might not remember that the next time you go to do the thing, you might have to trust the experts and go look for for that expert answer again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because, um, uh, you know, I want to relate it to school. I want to relate it to, um, Uh, like the, the concept that one someone might be great at passing tests because they can memorize information for 48 hours and they and they nail every single one. So they get an A plus on every test. But do they retain that information a year or 10 or 20 years later that I, f- I feel, and I'm, you know, please, I'm, I'm happy to be wrong. Uh, I'm, i and there's variations on anything. It's not all people are one way or another, oh. but that a lot of those people are, that are able to do the test by that short memorization, aren't retaining the information in the longer or longest run of things. But the person who never took a test, never took a math test, but had to figure out how to weigh and sell their drugs. On the street
1: and make Uh-oh. money at it. Uh, they,
0: they they
1: remember. They remember, remember that there's there's uh, you know sixteen grams in an ounce. <laughs> twenty four <Nope>. re- <laughs> is it twenty four?
0: Sixteen. Uh, let's see now. Sixteen no, ounces, in a pound. ounces in a pound. Twenty four. So twenty seven. Twenty eight.
1: Twenty eight grams to an ounce. Grams in an ounce.
0: Yeah. Uh, so see, you I never forget. I wasn't, I wasn't a drug dealer. <laughs> Me I swear.
1: No, I was trying to, to relate it to some math I was doing when we were, I was, uh, uh, offering popcorn at an event mm-hmm. last weekend. And I was like, I know how to do this because of, you know, like times understanding of buying an eighth mm-hmm. versus getting a quarter versus getting a half. You know what I mean?
0: Or if we make it a little more wholesome, you know, someone who never took a math class, but builds stuff. The way I do where they just start hammering shit together until it works Uh, in time, like maybe they make some lopsided stuff and then they start realizing, oh, you know, if I, if I'm, if I'm putting this between here and here, that two by four is an inch and a half wide or two and a half inches here. You know, they like have to subtract to make it look right, just look right to them. They're not, no one's, no one's grading them on this. Mm -hmm. It's just, they're just keeping chickens inside of a thing. Yeah. Right. They, they, before they know it, they're, they're subtracting measurements from other measurements without having had to learn.
1: No one gave you a formula. You're figuring it out as you go.
0: And that person fully understands addition and subtraction.
1: Because when you go through that, rather than memorizing a formula, You understand the why and the how and how it pertains to you and your environment and your situation. And then you actually know it and remember it. Mm -hmm. So whenever I'm like hosting my workshops, I'm always telling people, this is you watching me do the thing. This is you learning about how other people do the thing. When you really learn it is when you do it in your own home, in your own kitchen. And it's going to be somewhat different than what I'm doing here. Even if the first day you try to do it exactly like me, you're going to find it works better for you by tweaking it in different ways. Mm -hmm. And so people who really cook intuitively or work in their kitchen intuitively or build their chicken coop intuitively or do whatever, like balance their, their checkbook intuitively, rather than doing it in a way that they've been shown, you know, you put the numbers in these columns and you do it this way, you know what I mean? Figuring out the way that works for you. So you get what you have the information you need at the end mm-hmm. and um, you it's, it just, it works better. You understand it better. You know it. And it, it looks like something you can remember. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's just a fascinating thing because so many people are, they would rather than think that through themselves Get that YouTuber they've never met. Any asshole with a cell phone can make a video and put it on YouTube. I'm doing it for God's sake. Cause I don't have a high school education. Mm-hmm. Why would you ask me if it's okay if I use, if you use a synthetic bag, do you think there's any part of me that's like done actual tests on my food in a cotton versus synthetic bag and seeing afterwards what the microbial, you know, under a microscope. No, no one's doing that. Not even the experts. Mm -hmm. People want me to tell them all about the microbial processes when we're talking about fermentation. And I want to say, look, they tell you there's lactobacillus in there that makes lactic acid. There's also acetic acid. There's also yeast. There's not one kind of yeast There's not one kind of lactobacillus. There's not one kind of, um, all these other kinds of bacterias. There's hundreds of thousands of millions of strains, ones that have been named and ones that have not yet. I don't have a microscope. I'm not interested in doing that. I'm here to tell you, this is magic. This is God. This is nature. This is like, this is something greater than all of those things that you're trying to control and name and isolate. Just like you can't, I don't know. It's like, we're obsessed with having all these facts and information from like studies, but we don't even want to see the study. We want someone who, who read the study to tell to us the tell right us. answer.
0: Okay. So here is a world of difference. I see, I think, see if you agree um, when someone that will, we'll use the, the synthetic bag uh, scenario, right? Uh, there's a world of difference between, can I use this uh-huh. versus what do you think of me using a synthetic nut bag?
1: Or have you ever tried using a synthetic bag? Or do you always use cotton?
0: Because then they're they're having a conversation. Then they're they're learning. They're learning versus getting the answer and maybe memorizing.
1: I think learning from other people's anecdotal experiences is extremely helpful. I would want to know, hey, you as an individual, have you ever tried this? And what was your outcome?
0: Because in another for another person to be asked, can I use the synthetic bag? The response might be no, absolutely not. That is unnatural. It's probably full of BPA and other chemicals. Was it died? probably, you know, blah, 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 chemical process, death to your food, death to your body. It's all fake, you know, whatever. Okay. Um, But like you want to respond, I don't know figure it out
1: well and really what i want to respond is there's a sliding scale is that all you have then do the thing can you get something better then yeah get something more um uh, cotton, or is it really important to you that you d- do you like not use Tupperware in your house? Uh-huh. Do you not right, use right, a microwave? Right. Do you not
0: touch any plastic. Do not put your. Do you not, your, not, gonna you not buy there. plastic water bottles? But why are you talking to me about that? Right,
1: but also why are you asking my permission? And I think that, that we could really dial this out. First, I'm not picking on this nice person who asked me a question on my Instagram. I uh, answered them politely. Was I, a real, it was a real it was a real one. So I just want to say that I doubt you happen to be listening. They're also a listener. It's, it's not about you. It's just it's one of many, 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 many comments that I've gotten yeah. that asks me permission. And I don't think people realize they're doing that. I don't think anyone would think I wasn't asking her permission. I was asking her opinion. Right. And it's like, well, why don't we start thinking it and speaking those words that way? Have you ever used a synthetic bag is so much different than can I use a synthetic bag? Can I, is like, may I go to the bathroom? You know,
0: I don't, here before I lose it though, I just want to, I, I stepped off when I was saying the person, if a different person were to respond, no, you absolutely can't, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, then the next comment under that could easily be from someone else who says, what are you talking about? I only use synthetic bags. I use the exact brand that this person is talking about, and I have made hundreds of pounds of cheese with that. And it has never failed me. Yeah. You know, I mean, which awesome. that, that would be their truth. And I'm like, their and truth, I'm super you know? valuable.
1: It's valuable to me to ha- hear their personal experience.
0: Mm hmm. It, uh, it seems like it's, it's opening up room for just, uh, const- what is constantly going on in the internet of pointless arguments.
1: Sure. I had another example of that just the other day, one of the prepper pages asked, what's your favorite form of food preservation? And I was like uh, fermentation in my head. Right. And I'm not going to answer because I almost never comment on stuff like that, mm-hmm. but I open their comments to see what other people are saying. And everyone's like pressure canning because I can store meat canning, you know, like canning 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 right mm-hmm. and then somebody else is like freeze drying so they're they're talking about okay. y- using all these modern forms of food preservation with, which is cool uh, yeah i use them too i yeah. don't have a freeze dryer but i would if I, I could afford it and we had a space for it maybe someday we will
0: but- that's not your favorite. No,
1: my favorite is this really simple way that increases the nutrition and like gives tons of availability to those nutrients instead of like degrading them like the high heat methods and it takes no special equipment and it takes no heat or energy or or electricity or anything else, right? Mm-hmm. And so I I write fermentation, you know, it's it's um it's delicious and And takes no special equipment or something like that. Just real simple. I didn't think I'd get anyone to like it. I wasn't going to go look back at it. Mm -hmm. But then like a day later, someone comments on like replies to my comment and says, I don't consider fermentation a form of food preservation. First of all, that sentence right there is like, what? My, <laughs> my, my, workshop is called fermentation for food preservation. I just, I'm going to point that out. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, I consider it a form of food preservation. She's like, I don't consider it a form of food preservation. It's not long after starting it that you need a refrigerator or a freezer, which again, I've never frozen a ferment. That's a really weird thing to like say. And then she's like, and I grew up with sauerkraut makers in the house. Like she she now knows everything and can tell you you're wrong because when she was a kid, somebody in her house made sauerkraut
0: and someone made sauerkraut and they apparently didn't um, pass along that their grandmother, the, the the grandmother of the person who made sauerkraut in their home. I don't know how old this person would be or what yeah, this my age be,
1: or younger, I would guess
0: uh, that um, their grandparents also made sauerkraut. And ate it all year.
1: And they kept it in a barrel in their cellar instead of in a refrigerator. Right. So it's just this person has never looked into it, never studied it, never tried it for themselves. And they wanted to tell me I was wrong. And it's so interesting to me that somebody would do that. Instead of saying, wow, that's an interesting perspective. I've never thought of fermentation as a food preservation method. Mm-hmm. What, what is it to that? It doesn't seem right to me. Let's, it's, let's, let's explore or just scroll past it, whatever you want to
0: do. i bet you that person has a college education. I would think so. They know the answer.
1: Yes. They know the answer. It's not and a then,
0: discussion. They know the answer.
1: So I did respond, which <laughs> I usually wouldn't, but I did, I did my, my, uh, you know, what I used to do when I would get a bad review at work and I would have respond to people. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, that's so cool. You grew up with sauerkraut makers Drop in your up. home. You are lucky to have witnessed that. There you go. It's first I, step. I consider my, a fermentation a form of food preservation because I'm still eating the produce from my garden over 12 months ago. Yeah. So that's kind of all the proof so, I need for that. So like, lucky. have a nice day. <laughs> but I didn't say no, have granted, my stay. I mean, like, yeah, whatever
0: that food is in a refrigerator. It is, Back it is in a refrigerator,
1: but if I didn't have a refrigerator, I could still use this method and it would just be slightly different. We would have a hole in the ground. We would have a cellar. We would have really, really big barrels because those take longer to and ferment. It might
0: not preserve quite as well.
1: And it would be mushy and the texture wouldn't be as good, but I'm not talking about and, like,
0: and just trying to get in this person's head. Just, I'm defending sure, them for, yeah. for no reason. We're going to fight I'm, about this I later. Am <laughs> definitely on your side.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: Uh, but, um, You know, they might also be like, uh, just not thinking of a slightly different picture than what they have in their head. They're saying freeze dried and canned preserves it for years. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Fermentation only preserves it for a year.
1: Well, it's interesting too, because if you properly can something, right. Assuming that you're using safe canning methods and you're getting it to the proper temperature and all that, the canning lids only guarantee a seal for 18 months. Oh yeah. And and that's not accurate. No, that's no. just so that they can't get sued. Yeah, yeah. Right. But I, I have stuff on the shelves. I think we're going to three, four years. As long as it's still properly sealed and yeah. you can use it, it's fine. As long as the jar's never been opened, it can be sealed as long and, as it can still definitely. pop. Right. So um it's but if you're going by the book, which this seems like this person kind of is, it's like, well, that's only it, canned meats only 18 months.
0: Sure. That's a really good way to to, to view it back.
1: Whereas, you know, like uh, mylar oxygen absorber grain, you know, can be 25 years in a bag. So maybe people saying, uh, you know, storing whole grain in, in mylar would be my favorite form of food preservation. And that
0: would be valid.
1: And it would be. And it's like, well, that's not food preservation. No, it is. is. Anything you're doing to stop the food from degrading is anybody, food preservation. might
0: down salt the
1: meat. No one puts salt cured meat because those, these people are, are like wow, 2020 happened. And we just learned that we should have a stockpile of stuff. So I'm Which learning cool. canning I'm, and I'm, I'm like, awesome. Are. But don't tell people that they're wrong because they think something different than you. Cause you're just learning this thing from an expert that's telling you canning is the best way to do yeah, it. Yeah,
0: but I listen to the better experts and I can repeat what they said better than you can.
1: Like no one told me can uh, fermentation was food preservation. That's not what it, it's per, fermentation is probiotics and making delicious things.
0: Yeah. The word preservation with fermentation was not spoken, at least out loud, between us uh during before we moved here.
1: No, for years. Yeah, Yeah, it was for years. And then I'm like, but this makes my food last a really long time. And then okay, let me read a little deeper into some of these Sandor Katz books I have on the shelf that I've only used for recipes before. And he talks about the history of it. And it's like, yeah, it was. And then I'm like, what's the deal with um, you know, people, what how do they do this in cellars or before we had, you know, the refrigerator? And then I learn more about that. And it's like keeps expanding my idea of like how this is possible and what it was. And then I learn that um Sailors were taking barrels of sauerkraut on the boats to prevent scurvy uh, when they didn't have refrigeration on the boats, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's just this bigger and bigger picture that keeps building for me. Mm-hmm. So that's why when we have these, so many people's education is the, the first two paragraphs of a Wikipedia page. Ooh. And if that's you, Saucy. just shut, shut it. Just keep it to yourself and use the don't, things that yeah, you yeah. see around you that seem wrong that that don't line up with that paragraph. Use those things to learn more yeah. Don't, yeah don't try to shut those things down
0: and just to be clear here don't not read those first two paragraphs don't not no, do no no what no no yeah yeah now. just know that you're in diapers still yes uh, to
1: quote pro <laughs> yeah. you're in diapers and just, you just don't know the full picture and neither do I right. Right. So even with my full understanding of what I have now for fermentation and even me sharing that and you know teaching those big air quotes, people about fermentation, I'm not going to pretend that I know as much as Sandor Katz, who has traveled the world and be been obsessed with that for 30 years now
0: there are people who realize that all questions lead to more questions. Yes. There are other people who believe that all questions lead to direct, firm, clear answers. And, to,
1: from fucking and I think experts. that that's
0: something we see <laughs> that we see in, um, our conspiracy type world that we, we interact with so much is that the, the people who get it right are the people who learn that the more, you know, you don't know what, you know, yeah. you know, yeah. um, and, and, um, it's, it's like all I feel, and I think you do too. And, uh, a handful of us out here all feel that like every question must lead to more questions. Yes. If you get a firm answer, you got a, you you just got fed a line of,
1: there's shit. someone's agenda is in intertwined with they're, that. They're answer.
0: trying to stop your thought process. Yeah. Um, it's not, um, if, if you're, if it's not leading to more questions, it's, it's bunk. And, um, that's kind of that difference that we're talking about right at the beginning where I was saying, you know, different, different ways of thinking and, and, and looking at things, uh, you it's, I personally believe anybody thinking anything they want is fine, but, um, I think that you're going to end up in a much harder spot. If you don't continuously ask the questions, if you, if you ask, can I use, um, Pine instead of hemlock, and someone responds, "I don't know. You should figure that out." And then you do, and you find out that that pine rots faster than the hemlock. Well, sorry, you only got five years instead of seventeen years out of that thing. That's
1: why it's like there's you not. You didn't waste your time though. There's not a wrong or a right answer to things. There's usually this big sliding scale. Yes, and that's why it's like. Well, I was just talking about this with another mom. When I was dropping off our nine-year-old at camp this morning, they had some bunnies out there and they were talking about these bunnies. They're a dual purpose. They're meat bird. They can be used for their fiber. And then they're also used for cuteness. They're really cute. Mm -hmm. I held the bunny. It was Mm -hmm. adorable. It was tempting to put it in my shirt and get in my car, but I didn't. (laughs) Um, they were really, really cute. Um, she was saying that someone had told her that you can't breed the domesticated bunnies with wild bunnies. And she's like, but that doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand why. And I say, oftentimes the internet or experts tell us what you can't do when what they mean is it's not ideal or it's, um, you know, it's not responsible or it's not something that they wish you would do. It's like, can these two two things physically breed and make babies? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, let's put them in a cage for a while. And if the big, if the wild one doesn't eat the cute one, <laughs> then maybe they'll make babies.
0: Well, how about this again? Um, bringing it back to wood. Uh, someone might say when you build a dresser or a chest, you must, I, I repeat must use cedar. You have to use cedar. You don't have a choice in this and someone else could say, well, but I only have hemlock. And I'm building this to store tools and it's going to be in a dry place. Well, the reason that the other person is saying you must use cedar is because cedar, cedar is a great wood. It has a scent to it. Moths don't like it.
1: Yeah. It helps protect your clothes from moths. It also is not prone to rot.
0: Yeah. It uh, takes
1: a long time to break down. Even if if you have cedar chips in your garden, it takes forever to break down.
0: And even if it's in a somewhat moist environment, I mean, get poured rain upon it will eventually...
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we built our, um, our, we framed our garden beds with fallen cedar. Right. Yeah. And, and, and they, it's a great choice. Great. yeah, um, but it's not the the right answer is that that's not the only thing you can frame your beds with.
0: Right. Like we have one section that's done with maple because that was what was available. And there wasn't more cedar available in that moment.
1: And when that breaks down, we will, and replace it's breaking it.
0: down faster. Yeah, it's it, true,
1: but it's, see, and that's but, how we can learn But those it's facts, breaking down too. faster.
0: We see three years later. Yeah. Did we waste our time having a bed no, that's Sat there for, we're going to make it to like six years with that.
1: I think we're good. <laughs> By then we might want a different design for the garden anyway. But
0: someone else might've told me you must use cedar or you can't use logs like we used. Do you need it to be square so that water can run off of it? Whereas ours has, is it's just like round
1: to... logs that we just laid, laid down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I you think know. it looks cooler and it was free.
0: Um, But back to the, back to the chest, someone else might be like, well, I am using it to store clothing but I don't have access to cedar and I'm only going to be using this for a year. Well, it fucking works. Yeah. If, if it functions for what you need, it works. And if it, if maybe you don't have moths, where you are, yeah. you know, maybe you don't have any reason to use the cedar. Maybe you don't keep reason-
1: wool, wool clothes. Moths don't eat synthetic I fabric. Don't, I don't
0: know <laughs> if this is a thing, but maybe you're allergic to cedar. Yeah. Cedar has a smell.
1: And there's a, there's an oil to I, it.
0: I keep my clothes in a cedar, in a cedar dresser. Yes, you do. And sometimes I get to a shirt that I haven't worn in a year. Cause it's been down in the bottom and I just keep replenishing what's on top. And I'm like, Oh, I haven't worn that shirt in a while. And I pull it out and it's always like, wow, that really smells yeah. like cedar, not like stinks. sweat or stinks, but it's like, that has, it's That's very, smell to it. maybe you're not even allergic, but you just hate the smell of cedar. Don't store your clothes in a cedar that dresser. Chest.
1: The dresser is like a hundred years old, too. but
0: we, but we have other people who are saying you must build this out of this.
1: Right. And it's like, okay, so I think there's this is brings up a really good point. Because I'd say if I, if I hope from people who are listening, just to become aware of this type of conversation and start to think about it, think about it from both angles. Think about it from you asking permission to do things from experts. Hey, can I blank, blank, blank? Instead, say, hey, have you ever or do you know if anyone has ever tried blank, 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 mm-hmm. right? And from the other side of it, if you feel that you're the expert or if you've read the first two paragraphs of a Wikipedia page and felt like you know all about something, maybe instead of telling people you've got to do it this way, tell people, well, I've read or I think or in my experience or the way I make <laughs> like my videos are. Uh, you can do it from both. You take it from both angles. Cause all of us have confidence as if we were experts sometimes, and all of us have doubts as if we in di- were in diapers. Mm-hmm. And so if we say, can I, to the experts, or if we say, I am the expert and you have to, then we're both limiting this we're narrowing our view and narrowing other people's views of, of the universe and the world and the understanding of things to make them think there's only one right, right, right way to do things, or things are really hard and you can't do them. You can't, you can't, um, bend things to fit into your lifestyle or your resources or your income or your, you know, where you live. Like, you can't do those things if, unless you can do it just this right way. Maybe someone lives where they only have bamboo and they don't have any cedar trees. Right. Can they not build a dresser? They're not allowed to have their clothes in something. Yeah. So.
0: Yep. The res- a, a perfectly reasonable response to any of the wood type questions is, well, I do everything with bamboo and it
1: works great. And so I'm really seeing a lot of kids that they think because they have the dictionary, thesaurus, the encyclopedia in their pocket, and they can look anything up they need to know on their phone, One, they don't need to remember anything because it's all there to look up whenever started. And two, they're like jaded about how stupid everything is. Every conversation is as boring because it already can be known because it's on the phone. I'm not interested in why the mountain looks purple when the sun is setting in a certain way. I'm like, I'm not interested in why the moon is more orange when it's first rising. Mm -hmm. Did you talk about that on your podcast? Because that was amazing.
0: No, no, we could mention that. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, We saw the full moon rise. And that means, like, we were staring at a blank mountain where there nothing was, and we knew the moon should be coming up over there, or Chad did, thank you, Mm -hmm. and um, we're looking at it, and then there it is, this tiny little peak of light, and we watched it rise above that mountain or hillside um, until it was fully, you know, a ball in the sky, and it was a full moon, and it was totally or disk. Disk. I don't know, man. See?
0: Hey, just to, just to throw this out there. The official term is the disk. Is it? It's a disk. The disk of the sun, the disk of the moon. Is
1: it really? Where's the Absolutely. official term written? In that
0: that's what NASA Whoa. When like when you can see the full disk. That's the Cuz you
1: can't see a ball. You see it. You can't disc. see a ball.
0: You see a disk.
1: See? Did you read the first two paragraphs of the Wikipedia? I did. <laughs>
0: So I'm the expert on what the experts say.
1: Oh, I love that. Okay, cool. Yeah. That was a really beautiful and magical moment. That really was.
0: And it was all four of us. It was the whole family. And the,
1: and the, and the the little two-year-old is, he's just been enamored with the moon since before he could talk. His first word was moon. Yep. He had this uncanny ability to point to the ceiling in the house and say moon and when we would go outside the moon would be where he had pointed through the roof you know like almost as if he could sense where it was or he memorized it from you know the night before whatever but it was it was amazing
0: he he's he's drawn to it he's it's got a special really connection
1: great. and yeah and so that was really special for him to see that rise and i can't remember how we got there from from the well. Moon we were
0: talking about um Because I was gonna why does
1: the moon look orange when that far away? Well, you're like being people being jaded about information. Well, you were
0: talking about people having to look up information, not retain the information, Mm -hmm. but like maybe they wonder in the moment why it looks orange. So they look up orange moon and says always orange as it rises turns white as it's up. Oh, okay. And then and then six years later they see a moon rise again and they're like, Oh, it looks orange. I gotta better look that up. I I just want to share um a, a sad ish story of a 19 year old i believe he was that i was speaking with in recent ish times where he's he's lived here his whole life and in fact i'm asking about where he grew up like kind of specifically as as a local to a local like oh yeah you know like what part of the county were you in he could not even begin to find words to describe where he grew up, pulled out his phone. It's a long, awkward silence as he's looking at his phone. And then he turns it around and shows me a map and points on there to where, where he grew up.
1: And you, and, and I
0: can't see smartphones
1: you have to like hold it and stare at it i
0: i like for real like even if he'd had a paper map in front of me and pointed there i would have had the full perspective of it but it's like this like little rectangle zoomed in like it meant almost nothing to me i said can you zoom it out a little bit and i could see the coastline and sort of approximately where it was and i was like cool that's that's good enough but you could also could have said marietta you know, like you <laughs> could have said the kind of like the district that it's in. Cause I like, that's yeah. why the conversation is happening. Cause like, I know this County, like the back of my hand, he just
1: wanted a general area. And if he's from here his whole life, he should know it pretty well too. Yeah. Maybe he hasn't been driving as long as you, so he no, does not know, yeah. you
0: know. Obviously he's only 19, but I, I don't know. It was, it was just kind of, it left a sour taste in my mouth of like, like for real, you couldn't just talk about that because I wasn't asking for his address I don't fucking want to know your address you know like
1: you're just wanting to have perspective of where he you know it grew was, up and played and yeah
0: maybe a different way I could have asked it or gotten the information without asking it would have been like where'd you go to school yeah you know kind of would have given me that general idea but there were just no words he had nothing and that really exemplifies that concept of people not retaining information anymore and i know this isn't really on subject with what we've been talking about but it got mentioned and and i don't know that's just been playing in my head a lot i
1: think that's really pertains to this because we're talking about these kids that are like literally they don't have to retain information because the phone will tell them so he like didn't even know where he lived Mm -hmm. and that's weird he knows where he lives though he can get there
0: i'm I'm, the guy's not retarded no he (laughs) can get
1: there and stuff but how does he explain (laughs) that to somebody else well the phone explains it yeah, and so I think like like same with our neighbors insisting that a hawk is an eagle. Okay. Remember? Oh, I remember. Okay. <laughs> I'm
0: still arguing about. It's that. so
1: annoying to me. <laughs> a hawk and an eagle are two different types of birds. No, same thing. But they're both birds of prey. Yeah. Okay, so they have similarities, but it's this is a conversation to have, not a shutdown. I I know everything.
0: Not shut down the forty year old man who's talking about the birds
1: and it's just like no i already know they're the same thing you just moved here from a different state we we've been here with these birds since we were children like you you learn about them in school you observe (laughs) them you can see they're different birds they don't get along like it's like they're different they're both birds of prey they're both um you know
0: not only are they different but right now in this moment with our eyes, I can show you the difference because they're both available.
1: <laughs> yeah. They're like <laughs> looking at them and they're not the same bird. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. And then they don't want to hear your side of it because if they really wanted to question it, they could just go look it up. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's just, I, I'm proud to say sin of pride. I'm, <laughs> I'm proud to say that we're raising our kids to think differently than that because we don't go to the expert source of Google first mm-hmm. when we're talking about something. And I am absolutely 100% not saying that we don't look things up because no. we
0: do all the time. In fact, I, I, as you say that, I want to clarify that I do turn to the experts when I don't know. Yeah. with our sons.
1: But first you talk, you have the conversation of taking what you do know and applying it to that thing and, and considering all these different angles where it could be letting your imagination kind of run wild about it first.
0: We have the conversation to the point where it is clear that dad doesn't know because I'm not making it up. Cause that's, I think that's a more of a sin than pride is when people oh. just <laughs> give the answer because they don't because they want to look smart. I feel like that was like the work with
1: it. The go-to of like 90s parents was just that to was like the make go-to some, some shit of up. My,
0: both of my parents. Like they would tell me fucking anything to stop the, like the learning process. It's like, Oh,
1: it's, it's like, it's the gnomes, you know, like don't ask. Yeah. It's like, right. it's just like, it's the. my mom would be like, Oh, it's an evil witch that will come out. If you get out of your bed after the lights turn out I'm You know, in a
0: total blank in this moment. But when I was like 20 and I started realizing some things that my parents had directly told me while I was a child that just hung out in my brain and yeah. stayed there were like just wrong. Yeah. And it was like, what you know like no my dad told me that um
1: he's supposed to be really smart
0: yeah like i don't know like uh like uh, uh, an example that finally popped in my head is uh there's the good the good sams the good samaritans mm-hmm. you see those stickers the little little thing on a rv with a with a uh, halo over the top. Oh. I don't know. It's a like good Sam's. Okay. I don't really know anything about it. Good Sam's, uh, the good Sam's club. Okay. And my dad told me that that was started by the, the, uh, Walmart people, the Sam's, the Sam's club. club, and that that was the same thing. Huh. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, Oh, okay. You know, I, we didn't have Walmarts around here at the time. So it was like sticker that I'd seen a few times. I was asking him about it. He told me it was this giant, um, grocery store that we don't have around here or, or whatever Sam's
1: club. Yeah. We don't have any of those, but I've heard of them before. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Go ahead.
0: And uh, then I said something about that years later, like 10 years later, I'm in my twenties. And I, I said something about that being the same to someone whose dad was a part of the good Sam's club. And he's like, no, it's not. I'm like, no, I I'm sure it is because my dad taught me that. And he's like, yeah, well, my dad was a part of it. And it was, it's like a not secret society, but you know, like a, I don't know. I don't even know what it is to this day, but it was just one of those things that was like, why you gotta, why you gotta put that out there? I don't know. He just wanted to, he answer. just wanted he just to, to answer. And
1: like, he probably thought that at some point that that made sense to him. Cause he knew Sam's club, but he didn't know that thing. And it says Sam's club in it. So then he just tells you like, it's a fact. And then that's a fact to you. And then eventually when you learn, it's not, it feels weird. Mm-hmm. So to not do that to your kids is a challenge sometimes, Oh, it especially is. when they're really little and you're like, yeah, cause Santa, you better act good. And then they like, don't trust you when they start to learn that you're the things you've told them is fake.
0: I, I see it much more in um, my application to our kids. If, uh, if I'm asked, where does that bunny sleep? My, my answer needs to be, I don't know. Like I, I could tell you some things I know about rabbits and like, I have some pictures in my heads, uh, my head of what, what their habitats can look like, you know, like down in a burrow and a hole and this and that. You're like,
1: I've seen water ship down. Like, yeah, (laughs) I know
0: all about it, you know? Um, but in reality, I don't know this type of bunny and what they do. I look at them here and I'm like, Oh, you know, they could easily be living above ground in the thickets.
1: Like, they and, could be and, in the brambles, or they could be digging a hole and be in a burrow, or or they could or be, a you combination know,
0: combination of them, or of maybe things. you
1: call it a den, or is it a burrow? Like, wow, that's super interesting. I bet the library has books on our local bunnies.
0: So we talk about it until it's clear that I'm not giving a clear answer. Then we turn to the experts.
1: So just like all the times you've described, letting your kid, letting your kids watch you fail. One, one more yeah, thing, please.
0: Then we turn to the experts. We in quotes, learn something. And then we go back and we look at the rabbits again and we go, does that line up with what the experts told us? Yeah. Wow. It sure looks like it, but we're still not seeing the hole. Yeah, We're not seeing the hole, but we're seeing that they're not in that thicket after they go in that thicket and they don't come back out. So there's probably a hole in there, but maybe they're going up and climbing up and they're perched up inside (laughs) of there. And we're not seeing it Uh, like until we see that hole and see that the rabbits are down there you have to know this is probably what it is but
1: we don't actually know yeah and that's okay to not actually know and it's absolutely okay to be curious Mm -hmm. and and so it reminded me of how you've talked about when we first moved to the homestead and we decided to homeschool so we didn't Go for kindergarten, and I was still working for t- full time. Mm-hmm. You were then working part time. Well, not at all for a little bit. And I then
0: was, I was theoretically never going to work again.
1: Right. That lasted two weeks. For a, for another and then you person. had, you know, then we, we had an alternating shifts. So you were actually primarily doing the part of the homeschool day. Mm-hmm. And you're, we're, I'm just going to go and struggle through things with my kid watching yeah. and not get mad at him for asking questions and not be frustrated at what I'm doing and just kind of go slow enough that I can bring him along with me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, when we show them our thought process on how we figure things out, we give them that, that understanding of like, this is how you work through a problem. This is how you learn. We're always learning. It's we're curious, not like stop thinking and figure out what somebody else has already decided for you. Yeah. That's so detrimental to the human psyche. And that's why we could have what happened in 2020 happen. Right. Because people stop thinking and look to an expert. The experts are not your friends. The ones that are popped up, propped up enough for you to hear them. They all have backing from certain people who have certain agendas and certain money. There's a lot of experts out there that you don't know the name of, that have done a lot of studying, that have done a lot of research, have a lot of valuable things to say. And we don't know their names and we haven't heard from them. And so why would we look at the, the, the approved experts for, you know, when we look at Wikipedia, when we look at Google, those, we can search a little more and find differing opinions. And that can be valuable, especially when you're adding that to your own thought process. But to stop and clear your mind and then go only to like a single source is insane. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not helpful to you. It's not helpful to your kids. And it's really annoying if then you repeat that thing in a comment online. <laughs> <laughs> But again, to the viewer who commented about the synthetic bag, uh, totally, it's a valid, valid question. You're, good. You're a great person. Just think of it instead. Ha- have you ever used a synthetic bag instead of can I? Because yes, you can.
0: Open dialogue. Don't ask for it. Open up some dialogue. Don't ask for an answer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, and then you're, ask you're, for more information. Not You're an just answer. way
0: better off. This is just life advice for anybody on any scale.
1: Are we ending with advice two episodes in a row? I think we did that last time Do too. We? And we had like so, relationship so. advice. I hate that. Now we're the experts and we're giving advice. Yeah, and fuck this that. is
0: don't listen to us. <laughs> Go find a real podcast.
1: Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> what are you even doing with doing this anyway? Um, no, but really seriously, just like, uh, I hope it makes you think about the way you process information and the way you get new information. And uh, I think the way we phrase things uh, really affects the way we think about things, whether we realize it or not. And if we've been taught to ask, can I, or may I, you know, like, can I, I don't know. When you used to get in trouble at school, it was like, you would say, can I go to the bathroom? I don't know. Can you?
0: May I go to the bathroom? So if
1: you're asking permission, you're asking, may I, if well, you're asking, if you're if you so you physically... smart
0: teacher, then why couldn't you figure out what I meant with my words? That's my
1: favorite answer. But if you, uh, if you say, can I, you're asking if you physically can, like if you are able, and I can't answer that question for you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have a synthetic bag or if you have fingers to like open it and pour the stuff well,
0: inside. Or... Realistically the answer is always yes. Yeah. Yes, you can. Yes. You can, you can take a plastic jar you can take a plastic peanut butter container and you can put food in that and you can put that into boiling water to preserve the food <laughs> you can do that i don't know if it'll preserve it's not gonna preserve
1: not. the food it's gonna melt the plastic it's gonna be dangerous well, so there you give an answer so yeah, but you seriously. know like
0: like no you can do that yeah will it work i don't fucking know that's not my problem you're an idiot because or like, you're probably gonna, not because <laughs> you don't realize that plastic can melt yeah you know like obviously it's but but can you do it yeah go for it
1: yeah you can you can (laughs) you can do it i guess that should be hopeful um what was the what was the obama's thing i yes we can was that his yeah yes we can. was that his like slogan yes we can time for a change
0: (laughs) remember that one too
1: Oh, uh, I don't kind of know. Maybe that times. wasn't Obama. <laughs> I can't remember, but yeah, do whatever you want to man. Try it out. Experiment. And then also the internet's a great place for in different, you know, in forums and stuff like that, sharing what you did. So people have your actual experience and your outcome, but don't expect that to be the only right answer. It mm-hmm. never is. There's always a lot of ways to get to where you want to go.
0: And just cause you can, doesn't mean you should. Yeah. Can I shoot a person? Yeah. Absolutely. You can shoot someone anytime you want. Any person that you see, if you have a gun, you can do that.
1: But do, do you, I
0: recommend you do that? Absolutely not.
1: Should you shoot them? No. Like it's like, it will there be consequences? Yes. Mm-hmm. Could you, you know, you get shot because of it. Yeah. There's like all these different there's, variables. There's and a outcomes. lot of things.
0: It's a pretty loaded question to ask. Can I shoot someone?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and know. so it's just, there's, there's just miles we could go with this, but I think uh, we've filled our time pretty well. And hopefully people get what I mean. And I'm sorry. I was a little ranty. Oh, that's there, great. A little bit.
0: People tune in for the rants. Do they? I think so. That's what I, tune, <laughs> that's what I tune into podcasts for is I want to hear what people are thinking. And that's what you're thinking about. And I'm I'm glad to bounce all these things off with you because yeah. this, this has been great.
1: Yeah. Okay. I appreciate that. Thank you guys. And uh, yeah follow my YouTube channel for today <laughs> and leave me some comments about how you did something and what the outcome was. I would love to see that. Yeah. And uh, until next time, peace out.